The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Reuters News. But, but companies realized, despite operating under this relatively tight regulatory framework, that they could increase their returns by borrowing more. And the reason for that is that the regulator sets a required return for, for water companies. And it, when it's setting that return, it assumes a certain level of debt in the balance sheet. And the companies realized, well, hang on, if the regulator assumes that we have X amount of debt, if we actually have twice as much as that, or not, one and a half times as much as that, then that means that our equity returns will be higher because essentially they, they were arbitraging the pricing model of the regulators. The UK's Thames Water was teetering on the verge of administration before it was rescued by its existing investors. But its challenges are far from solved and are the focus of this week's Views Room. Welcome back to the Views Room, a podcast from Reuters Breaking Views, where columnists from around the world talk about the big stories of the week. I'm your host, Amy Donlan. One of Britain's largest water companies has sprung a leak. Fears have been mounting in recent weeks that Thames water would plunge into administration as its debts spiralled. Britain is in an unusual situation in that its water utilities are privately owned, a kind of controversial arrangement that may have a limited shelf life. Here to talk to me about this crisis in British water is Neil Unmack, our debt expert. Neil, you are very welcome back to the Views Room. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. So, Neil, water. We all need water. It's essential. And it's not just obviously drinking out of our taps. It's also uh, sewerage and all sorts of other things that these companies do. But I just wondered if you might be able to, for our listeners that maybe aren't based in Britain, this is a crisis that is all over the pages, all over the front pages of the Mm. FT. So it is certainly going beyond our shores. But I just wondered, what is going on in the UK? Like, why are these companies privately owned? What's the context of all of this? Right. Well, this goes all the way back to Margaret Thatcher in the 1980s when the UK government was keen to privatise as many assets as possible. And one of the sort of the wilder experiments that the UK did back then in 1989 was to privatise the water companies. Um, and, and the reason for that was um, I think I think most most countries do not have not privatised uh, water companies. They generally view water companies as a bad candidate for privatization because they are essentially monopolies so it's very hard to create competition in the sector um and of course you know um it's very hard if someone's doing a bad job to get rid of them you can't just cancel a license easily without potentially compromising the water supply so so most countries have not got down this route but the uk did and there were some good reasons for doing that one was that the uk the water companies had always been underinvested in because governments always prioritize things like paying pensions or healthcare um, or tax breaks for people who don't deserve it and and water always just gets kind of neglected so actually what happened since privatization was that the, the water companies did invest a lot um, because there was an independent regulator saying you know forcing them to do that and and, and incentivizing them to do that by rewarding um, uh, debt and equity but um so the, so, the, so the model is now sort of um, you know, nearly 30, just over 30 years old. Um, and what's what's happened in the last, um, the last well, what's, what's, what's become apparent in the last, course of the last year is that a lot of these companies were sim- simply operating with too much debt um, and and not being run very well. Um, and but the, they did, yep. as like, to your point about the sort of, the, the, the thesis as to why you wouldn't do this is that it's very difficult to create competition, but there was competition in the UK, right? There was a number of these different water companies that were operating. 
well, they all operate in particular areas and they haven't they don't compete with each other. They they all have a monopoly in their particular area. But there is a regulator offware that looks at them and says, well, you um, you know, you're efficient here or you're inefficient there, and therefore, you know, we will charge you penalties or claw back some of your revenue if you do a bad job and win the reward you if you do a good job by letting you charge even less. So that there is a sort of way in which competition is imposed on the sector by by an external regulator, but it's not it's not it's not a classic sort of private sector competition model. Okay, so what's going wrong then? What has been going wrong, do you think, in the past year? Like we, I mean, if you even think about just the bare headlines of of, of water companies has been that they've been dumping sewage into the rivers and yep. into the yep. sea, and this has made it very controversial. But there is obviously a complete business financial catastrophe crisis that is also engulfing these companies. Yeah, so essentially... Because of the way the model works, essentially the regulator sets prices every five years and then, you know, there's gradually over many, many years has has tried to impose discipline on the companies and lower prices. In fact, UK water prices are not that high. Uh, prices of, you know, water bills have fallen in real terms over, over recent years. But, but companies realised, despite operating under this relatively tight regulatory framework, that they could increase their returns by borrowing more. And the reason for that is that the regulator sets a required return for, for water companies. And it, when it's setting that return, it assumes a certain level of debt in the balance sheet. And the companies realized, well, hang on, if the regulator assumes that we have X amount of debt, if we actually have twice as much as that, or one and a half times as much as that, then that means that our equity returns will be higher because essentially they, they were arbitraging the pricing model of the regulators. So the more the regulators cut prices, the more companies would gear up and borrow even more. And this is not every company, but it was a, a, a significant subset of, of the market. That, that would primarily the companies that were privately held by private equity, which all essentially massively increased their borrowing during the noughties, around a time that regulators were getting tougher and tougher on pricing. And also around the time, well, since then, regulators have started getting tougher on things like imposing fines for poor performance, for leakage, um, for for sewage spills, um, and and so and the other thing that's happened, of course, is simply that a lot of these assets, um, that a lot of these companies have very very old assets. Particularly, Thames Water is the one which we're talking about, uh, which has you know very very old Victorian sewage system, um, and so it's become increasingly apparent as sort of scrutiny has fallen on the sector that there are a lot of sewage spills, um, and 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 that means. That has led the regulator. There's been a you know, public outcry that regulate, led the regulator to start sort of fining companies much more. So, so what's happened really? Thames is the most extreme example of it. Um, under Macquarie's ownership, which was between 2007 and 2017, um, it, it took on far too much debt, um, and its performance from years of basically underinvestment, um, and because of its own legacy sort of structural issues in terms of the, the quality of its assets. Um, its performance has deteriorated or its performance has not improved as much as 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 uh, was expected of it by the regulator. So it's stuck in a situation now where it has, you know, its its business plan is off target. Um, it's it's not able to hit its performance targets for leakage and that kind of thing. It's getting fined mm -hmm. left, right and centre and mm -hmm. its debt, its debt is, is simply not coming down. And because there are more and more investment requirements needed into this into this sector, um, it's at a position now where it has so much debt you know, it needs to raise equity, you know, third part, it needs to raise equity capital in order to fund that investments. But its its shareholders have been very wary about putting money in because they haven't had a dividend in seven years because it had so much debt. 
and it's performed so badly that it hasn't had enough money to pay them anything. So the shareholders have been reluctant to put more money in. And that's what's precipitated this crisis with the government now considering what's called a special administration regime, which essentially is a form of bankruptcy. Um, that's Thames is the most extreme example, but there are small, you know, other companies which are um, have a lot of debt and have not been performing well, like, for example, Southern Water. Um, having said that, the situation has somewhat uh, sorry, yeah, Karen. No, I was going to say because I, I obviously I know awful lot to unpick there because as you say, they're they they needed to raise equity. Yeah. I mean, the special administration before we before we spoiler yeah. alert for our for our listeners that there there was obviously some investors that came along and said that they would help raise yeah. equity, but this is just a bit of money and it's not as I understand it the whole amount that they were hoping to yeah. get. Yeah. Um. So there is still this sort of I guess cloud hanging over. Yeah. Um, so, this company. So, what would a special administration look like? What would that, what would that mean? Well, that would probably mean simply that the government takes it over temporarily and then writes off some of its debt, particularly the debt which is issued. Um, it's it's what's called its holding company debt, um, and then and then hope that someone and then sell it and hope that someone else would come in and recapitalise it once some of the debt has been reduced. That's that's probably what that would look like. Or the more extreme, interesting examples might be if the government turned it into a, a non-for-profit type entity. Um, having said that, the, the crisis with Thames has stepped back a little bit from, from the brink in the last in the last week or so. Essentially, um, the, the, its shareholders, who are all, uh, for the most part, pension funds, um, have committed to provide £750 million, which is less than it needs. Uh, it wanted a billion, and it's going to need another £2.5 billion over the next five years. And so what, what's happened is the shareholders have said, we're you know, we, we might be prepared to put a bit more money in, depending on essentially the company's ability to turn itself around and the regulator giving a favourable or, or a gentle sort of price treatment in the next in the next pricing review. There are, there are five yearly pricing price reviews. So um, so the regulator cutting some slack in terms of, I don't know, charging higher bills or charging fewer fines or something like that. So it's, it's not out of the woods yet. Um, you know, it, it's going to need another another nearly three billion pounds um and the and the investors have not yet committed to that they there's a sort of push and pull here between the company the investors and the regulator so um, if you're kind of thinking about sort of an, a water-based analogy if you imagine a big leak and then putting some sort of device that can keep it keep it together for a little yeah. bit longer but there's obviously a big hole that's there i yeah. mean what I, I assume this would mean higher prices, right? As in they could pass yeah. some of this onto their customers and try and raise some money that way. Yeah. But there is a slight issue with that as well, which is a cost of living crisis and inflation yeah. and yeah. what other things That's as right. well. So it's, it's very, it's going to get, there's where we are now and the problems that face Thames. And then there's where we're going to be in a few years time. And the, the sort of reconciling the different interests of shareholders in the companies, consumers paying bills and the regulator is going to become increasingly harder. And the reason for that is that the UK still needs an enormous amount of investment um, in its in its sewers. So the one of the one of the one of the sell side analysts, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the banks uh, is, is expecting UK water bills to rise by 60 percent in real terms. So that's not in, that's not factoring in inflation, but by 60 percent in real terms over the next seven years or so. So you're talking there about, you know, a doubling of bills or something like that um, once you factor in inflation at least so um so bills are going to go up a lot um you know, so, so just to put it in context the, the expectation is that um in order to deal with this issue of leakage 
the government thinks that we're going to need to spend the system is going to need to spend 56 billion pounds just to just to deal with the amount of leaks in the system then there are, there are lots so sorry spills spills not leaks that spills then there are lots of other other things that need to be dealt with so there is a huge investment need companies will need to charge in order for in order in order for companies to make that investment and deliver a return to their shareholders and creditors they will need to charge consumers more and so reconciling the different interests of consumers and shareholders is going to get more and more problematic uh, in the next five years. And I think that means that the water, the UK's sort of weird, you know, freakish experiment with privatised water utilities is going to become more and more problematic, particularly after the next election when the, Labour, the next Labour government comes in. So back in the um, in the late 1990s, when Tony Blair's government came in, the first thing they did was impose a windfall tax uh, on the water companies. So we can expect the next government to be probably somewhat more um more more punitive and uh, to to um to the water companies fascinating stuff well uh neil thank you very much for that and i'm sure there's more to more to write and more to talk about this but um yeah thanks so much for your time today okay. thanks Amy. thanks thanks for tuning in this podcast was produced by oliver Kastich in london subscribe to the views room and our sister podcast the exchange on apple podcasts megaphone or wherever you like to listen I'm Kim Vanell. Join me every morning for a roundup of what's happening at home and around the world. From the front line in Ukraine. Extraordinary how these people adjust and uh, even laugh when you take cover. To the heart of US politics. When Trump said that he expected to be arrested, it seems like he was trying to get ahead of the story. We bring you everything you need to know in 10 minutes. For your essential daily briefing, follow Reuters World News wherever you get your podcasts.